Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Well, they already did. They beat the Marlins today at Wrigley Field 4-1. to Former South Bend Cub Justin Steele is just absolutely fantastic. The best ERA in Major League Baseball since the All-Star break last year. It's below 140 at this particular time. Steele today, seven innings, one run allowed, and he picks up the victory as the Cubbies beat the Marlins by a score of Four to one. Well, let's head out to Four Winds Field. South Bend Cub broadcaster Brendan King joins me for a little Cub conversation here on WSBT Radio. BK, it's good to be with you, and I'm sure you're enjoying having short sleeves on for the first time probably Ooh. in a while. First time in about two and a half weeks because we had that crazy run of 80-degree weather in the first homestand of the year, and that was such a tease, and you know how it goes because we were gifted – after the 80-degree weather with a mid-April trip to Midland, Michigan, and uh, it was snowing a couple days. So we, we, had the, we had the highs, we had the lows, but this is absolutely perfect and uh, likely a massive crowd at Four Winds Field tonight. From what I heard, they were up to 6,000 tickets sold wow. at about midday. So uh, who knows what the walk-up's going to be. Well, that is fantastic. Fans are eager to get outside and enjoy everything that happens at Four Winds Field. That's great to hear. And, of course, the game on WSBT Radio tonight, pregame at 645. Uh, let me just start with Hayden McGreary. He was yeah. a guy that started the year with the South Bend Cubs. I remember talking to Lance Rimel, the manager, on opening night at Four Winds Field and just talking about how McGeary gashes the baseball. I remember watching batting practice that night. He got a batting practice fastball in the hands, and he hit it over the left field seat. So I'm like, okay, he's country strong. Well, he hit 368 with South Bend, three homers, 13 RBI in 20 games, and BK, he is off to Tennessee rather quickly. What do the Cubs have in McGeary? A big power hitting right-handed bat that probably doesn't know how strong he is yet because he's only been in pro ball for about half a season, Darren, because when he was in Division II, he they got him from Division II Colorado Mesa, 15th round pick, and if any Cubs draft nerds are out there, <laughs> 15th round picks have been pretty darn good. David Bodie, Jared Young, B.J. Murray, who won a Midwest League title last year, uh, and now Hayden McGeary. And Darren actually flipping through the stat sheet today, getting ready for today's game. McGeary has not played a Midwest League game for about a week. He's still leading the league in hits, on-base percentage, <laughs> slugging, OPS, you name it. I mean, he he is just terrorizing pitching. It, it really has been something to watch. And we've talked about Matt Mervis, and I'm sure we'll talk about mm -hmm. him here, but Merv did what he did last year starting the season in South Bend, and I have this number written down. Merv played 27 games in South Bend last year. It took him 27 games to get called up, yet he hit 350. McGeary was batting 380 plus, most of the time 400. It took him two weeks to get called up. So you, you can compare it to a Mervis type start.
but Darren, Matt Mervis did not even start this hot last year. McGeary's in his own area, and that's the crazy part about it. Is the one negative BK position flexibility? That could be, but he had some great teachers here in South Bend. D'Angelo Jimenez is South Bend's bench coach. Of course, former big leaguer, won a World Series with the Yankees, and Every single day, McGeary was on the field, early work with DJ, hmm. working on backhanded stabs at first. So converted catcher, and actually most of the time in college, Darren, he was a DH. He didn't even play in the field. Oh. So it's going to take a little time, but he's got some great teachers, and now he's going up to Double A, where Michael Ryan is their manager and, um, you know, some good coaching there too. And then Marty Peavy is the manager at AAA when he gets there. And Peavy, just like our guy Buddy Bailey, is a student and teacher of the game. And uh, excited about his future, no doubt. Hey, if they they will find a place for you if you hit like the way that <laughs> that Hayden has yeah. so far this year. There's always a spotlight on Kevin Alcantara, the young outfielder with the South Bend Cubs. When you see prospect lists, he's in the top five. So there's a lot of expectations on this young guy. And BK, it sounds like he got off to a little bit of a slow start, but now finding his footing. Which is typical, I think, in the Midwest League, and you know that too, DP. It's tough to hit. It's cold. When it's, it's tough to hit when it's 35 degrees and the wind's blowing in in Midland. It's just not going to happen. Yet, we have had some nice days, and Alcantara, the three balls he's hit out of the yard, they've each been rockets. Um, he's got 13 ribbies. He was hitting 400 last week at the time. He's leading off again today after an off day yesterday. But I think, Darren, what excites me most about Kevin Alcantara is just he's still so raw. Six foot six, he's still skinny. There's a ton of muscle to put on. You know, for, for comparison, PCA last year when he was in South Bend, PCA is about as ready of a big league prospect as I've seen. He's the best player I've ever covered. Hmm. But Alcantara, you can see just how talented he is, similar to a PCA, but there's still so much room to grow. I, I think PCA right now could go to the big leagues and play center field. Now, the bat, you know, that's a different type of story. It's going to take some time. Kevin Alcantara still needs a little bit of development, but you can see the raw talent in him, which should excite Cubs fans because that you got for your franchise centerpiece in Anthony Rizzo. I mean, they hit a home run with that trade, no doubt. Hmm. If Pete Crow Armstrong hits, you're right, he's going to be the Cubs' everyday center fielder down the line. So let's just say hypothetically he's yeah. the center fielder in Chicago. Can Kevin play right field? Does he have the arm strength, or is he more of a left fielder? I think, he, I think he does have the arm strength. Okay. I mean, he's made a couple spectacular plays just this week in the gaps, tracking things down with those long legs, sliding plays. I mean, he really he doesn't run. He gallops. It's like a racehorse in the Kentucky Derby. It really <laughs> is. The guy is just lean and raw. And when he puts some muscle on, and look, you've got a great problem that this guy's six foot six. Maybe you start to teach him first base. Well, then what happens to Matt Mervis? That's a great problem to have if Alcantara, if PCA is your center fielder, Alcantara competes for time and right, and then maybe someday if he learns first, you can split him at DH slash first base someday. Before we leave the offense, has anyone caught your attention that might be a tad bit under the radar coming into the season? Scott McKeon right now, Darren. He's hitting 345 over 420 in his last five games. Now, Scott McKeon, Darren, undrafted free agent out of Coastal Carolina. He played last year at every single level. Um, and it was more so a filling guy. But in September, he went to AAA Iowa and hit 380. 380 at AAA to end the year when he was hitting in the 100s at South Bend. Uh, he just wow. caught fire, and he has taken that approach now to start this year that he had at AAA, what he learned, and he's off to an insane start. Um, he could very well be the next Midwest League Player of the Week. He's barreling baseballs. He's back hitting second today. 
And it's really just that approach and confidence that he got at AAA that has led him to this point and having success at high A. Kind of a David Bodie comparison, Darren, because you know the story about Bodie. Sure. He, he was about to go. There was not a spot for him. He was playing twice a week. That's what happened to McKeon last year, and now he's an everyday player in South Bend. Mm. Brendan King, one of the voices of the South Bend Cubs, joining me here on WSBT Radio. South Bend 14-10 of the season. They'll take on Cedar Rapids tonight at 7.05 here on WSBT Radio. Let me ask about someone that I've had on the program a couple of times, including right when COVID hit. He was supposed to be the opening day starter for South Bend as a mm-hmm. low-A affiliate in 2020. Cole Franklin yeah. dealt with some injuries and now back in South Bend. He's pitched four times so far this year. What type of stuff have you seen from a guy that has some high expectations in the system? Exceptional stuff. And I think the expectations, Darren, for Cole Franklin from himself – are on the same lines as what the Chicago Cubs expect from him. Uh, This is a guy that missed 953 straight days of baseball, either due to injury or COVID. I know you talked with him last year, I believe, and he's actually going tonight here on WSBT Radio as well. The game's going to be on Marquee Sports Network, which is exciting. But look, Darren, Cole came back this year with a brand-new slider. He's paired that with the high 90s fastball, 12-6 curve, and a vanishing changeup, which – Darren, I'd say the changeup is turning into a second-best pitch. It's Mm. been lethal this year. And the ERA, you may see it currently sitting at 3.52. Every earned run he has given up this year, Darren, came in one inning. Two weeks ago at Great Lakes, throws three perfect innings to start the game. Uh, First nine sent down in order, and then runs into trouble, gives up a couple homers in the fourth. Pitch count is hit. He has to come out. So uh, all six earned runs, Darren, that he has uh, was from one inning. And quite frankly, the pitch that was ended up being a grand slam it was a great change up knee high that you just got to give credit to the hitter he, he got it out and uh it was a tough break for cole but i think his stuff it continues to develop into starter mlb type area stuff and um you know, there's there's not a guy i'm rooting for more than cole franklin because we both know him personally and he's an unreal kid well, the Chicago Cubs made a call today that many fans have been hoping for for several <laughs> weeks, and Matt yeah. Mervis coming up from AAA Iowa mm-hmm. to start at first base for the Chicago Cubs. Manager David Ross said today he's coming up to play. He's not coming up to sit, and you're going to see Eric Hosmer now as a bench player for the Chicago Cubs. You were around him for 27 games in South Bend last year. Two-part question. Number one, how much buzz was there about Mervis before he played his first game with South Bend? And how would you describe to Cub fans what Cub fans are going to see now with Mervis at first base and a left-handed bat in that Cub lineup? Darren, I'd love to say there was buzz, but this is no disrespect to Matt Mervis. There was none. Uh, he was a first baseman that hit 211 his previous year in Myrtle Beach and was undrafted. Um, we, we got Matt Mervis, and he... I look back at the game that really started Merv Sanity. That's kind of what I've called it. It was a game in Fort Wayne, Darren, on Easter weekend. He had a two-run bases-clearing, three-run double off a really good lefty named Noel Vela from Fort Wayne. It went to the wall, and talking with Merv at Cubs convention this past year, he said that's the swing that started everything. And looking back at that game, he was batting seventh that day. Seventh in, in a high A order. And that's where he started last year. So the, the first answer to your question is, uh, quite frankly, none. Uh, but the second answer to your question is, this is a guy 
that is as meticulous as a baseball mm. player as I've ever seen. You may have seen, if you're watching the Cubs game today, those listening, mm -hmm. Merv struck out his first at-bat, went back to the dugout, hops on the iPad, which is typical, but he sat there on the iPad. They kept the camera shot. He was sitting there for the rest of the half inning, breaking down what he saw from big league pitching. He grounds out the next time, of course, comes up in that last A-B and just swats one in the right center. So as meticulous, as studious, and as smart as a ball player I've seen, um, from the left side, he's got that power. And Sheffield Avenue, Darren, it's going to be seeing a lot of baseballs coming up in the next period of time for sure. And let me also ask you about a player that we saw in South Bend in 2018, Miguel yeah. Amaya. I was mm -hmm. stunned today when I did a little research. He's only 25 years old, which means he was 19 I know. here in South Bend and had a great on-base percentage. He showed power as a 19-year-old. Injuries really slowed down his progress. But when the Cubs did not bring back P.J. Higgins after last season, I know they brought in Barnhart and they had Gomes, but it sure seemed like if anything happened, they were now comfortable that Amaya could handle Major League Pitching and also a pitching staff. Uh, take me through your thoughts on Amaya overcoming some injuries, and now he's at the point he looks like a guy, that, by the way, he's swinging the bat, can be an everyday contributor behind the plate if the Cubs need him right now. Yeah, and I heard you talking about him, too, earlier. He really should have a base hit by now. You know, he has an RBI from that sack yeah. fly. But with how hard he's been hitting the ball, he should have a knock. So that luck will come around for sure. But, man, I, I think back to 2018. That was my first year here working with you. Um, I was 23 at the time and, uh, you know, <laughs> kind of a nervous guy just walking into the booth. Miguel Amaya makes you just feel like yeah. you're the most important person in the world when you talk to him. And, and that was as a 19-year-old, like yeah. you said. I mean, that year, he caught you, Darvish, twice. He caught, he caught Drew Smiley, who, of course, is now his big league teammate. Um, I, I just think the world of Miguel Amaya. It was awesome to see his parents in the stand today that came from Panama. They were here a few times, of course. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I saw you tweet about your BP story, about throwing him BP fastballs and, <laughs> and taking you deep. So, yeah, I mean, all the memories about a Miguel Amaya are just strong, but I'm glad that the injury bug finally gave way and he was able to get some just healthy hacks at spring training because that's what set up our moment here, the fact that he's at Wrigley Field right now. So, um, you know, I'm with you too. I heard you earlier. The, if he ends up being a backup, you know, so be it. Yeah. But he's a, with the kind of worker he is, he's not going to settle for being a backup. No. And as you said, he's only 25, so the, you know, the ceiling is the roof. Going with a Chicago quote right there in Michael Jordan. I'm so excited about the future of Miguel Amaya. You can hear BK and Max Toma on WSBT Radio tonight. Pre-game at 645. First pitch 705. Cedar Rapids at South Bend. BK, have a great call tonight. Appreciate your conversation on the great game of baseball. And when South Bend's back in town, we'll do it again. Thanks, DP. We'll talk soon. All right, take care. All right, see you. That is Brendan King, one of the voices of the South Bend Cubs, joining me here on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. South Bend off to a 14-10 and 10 start. You know, this is a team that could get a whole lot better as the season goes on. Just based on my time around the Cubs organization, I think Alcantara, the young outfielder, he is going to – spend a little time here in South Bend. I don't think they're going to rush him. They have so many young outfield prospects that are knocking on the door. Heck, you look at Nelson Velasquez, who when he comes to the plate, 
with the Cubs, he seems to always produce this year. He's not getting significant playing time right now. So there is no rush for Alcantara. Cassie, Crow Armstrong are a little higher up the chain, and they are growing them. So I think we will see Alcantara for a good portion of this year. Normally, the young Cub prospects, when we were a low-A affiliate, stayed the entire year until the playoffs ended. Then they got pushed up like Aloy Jimenez when we got knocked out of the playoffs, went to Myrtle Beach and helped them win a high-A league championship. But I think Alcantara is going to be here a while. And don't be surprised if the Cubs do not get a big-time addition to their rotation. The first-round pick out of Oklahoma last year, Cade Horton, he is putting up some very impressive numbers in four starts at low A, Myrtle Beach, the ERA at 1.26. First round pick, I think he's 20 years old. So he's probably a guy the Cubs might push more than some of their young position players. I would not be surprised if Horton is in South Bend by July, and that might be on the far end of the spectrum. It could be in the next couple of weeks. I think with the way the Cubs are building their roster right now, you would think next year is a go year for the Cubs, and maybe Horton could be ready by the middle of next year. His stuff looks really, really good. I I like the changeup I've seen him throw in some of these video clips on Twitter. So keep Kate Horton in mind. He might spend a good chunk of his first full season of pro baseball here in South Bend, in particular, if he continues to throw the ball like he is right now with the Pelicans down in Myrtle Beach. Your first-round pick, you're going to get moved quickly if you're getting the job done. All right, 622 is our time. Sports Beat brought to you by Budweiser, the king of beers. Locally distributed by United Beverage Company of South Bend. Baseball fans, this Bud's for you. Barnaby's of Mishawaka and Granger now with three locations to serve you. Barnaby's the family in. By the Food Bank of Northern Indiana. Hunger is a story we can end. Find out how at feedindiana.org. And Bethel University Adult and Graduate Studies. Visit betheluniversity.edu slash solidground for details. Ask Sports Beat presented by... Wings, etc. Coming up next on WSBT. Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 